guys this is laura ripka with the sports effect and today's episode is going to be a little bit different than our traditional episodes normally i'll interview somebody who is either an athlete or a coach and we'll talk about their experience in athletics what they've learned and most of all the like lasting impact from participating in sports in their lives um whether that is a character perspective a career perspective a faith perspective try to hit it all. So, um, but today's going to be a little bit different. I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I'm going to share my story in athletics and coaching, and I hope that it is encouraging and or informational. Um, I guess I don't really say I am um, a assistant coach at Ursuline College, and I also uh, work in a church with kids ministry, and I love both of my jobs. They're both amazing. I um, am getting ready to graduate with my master's in exercise physiology. I'm finishing my uh, research on female distance runners and nutrition. And I really have a passion for helping people and making a lasting difference in their lives. So I hope you get something out of this and I thank you for listening. Been, Been in and around the world of sports a bit. Um, I guess it all had to start with the mile run um, in elementary school. Now, I'm sure a lot of you had to run the mile in elementary school. I don't even know if they do the physical fitness test anymore, but um, as part of like the presidential physical fitness test. And I found that I really liked running the mile. Um, I got so excited before the mile run that I couldn't sleep the night before because I couldn't wait, which it was basically the opposite of everybody else and everybody probably hated me for it. But um, I digress. So I just kind of found that that joy that comes from running at a very early age in elementary school and also experienced some success in that. Like I beat a lot, all the boys and... Um, it was noted that I had some gifting in running, but um, for me, it was more I just loved to do it. Um, I played soccer and did a couple other sports in elementary school, just very low key. Um, but of course, like running was the most fun for me. So when I found out that there was a sport that all you do in is run in junior high, I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know there was such a thing as cross country. So it was like a dream come true. So I joined the cross country team in seventh grade and quickly, quickly became part of the team, part of the family and found that I loved it even more. I had an incredible high school coach and incredible high school teammates and just, it was what I felt like I was made to do. Um, By the time I was in late junior high, I was winning most things and experiencing a lot of success, which um, also in a way took away some of the joy because there was also a lot of pressure, but um, still enjoyed it. And in my view, I am a believer in Jesus and for me my running was an avenue for me to be able to share Jesus with other people Um, whether that is by encouraging people in races whether that's by getting competitors water after competing or writing a note to like an opposing team but 
in everything that I did, I really tried to make it not about me and about sharing who God is with my competitors. I think any pretty good high school athlete has thoughts of taking it as far as they can. And I was no exception. I had a lot of high goals and dreams um, to run at a really big college and just see what I could do with the gift that I had been given. So that was kind of what I was working towards in junior high and early high school. A lot of people compete and do sports to win um, because they want to be the best. For me, I obviously liked winning, it was fun, but that's not what it was about for me. For me, running was the, there's, it's just not, it's hard to explain, but there's just pure joy and peace. And for me, like connection with God that came through running and that's why I did it. Um, I never felt like I had to, I just always wanted to. Um, and I think like that was probably a marked thing and especially when there was lots of pressure to perform. I think maybe that took away some of the joy. I think a lot of that came from me um, being hard on myself and not wanting to let people down. So we'll backtrack here for a minute. When I was 11, I got a really bad parasite. And um, afterward, I was just never hungry and my stomach hurt all the time. But um, I don't like complaining and I um, like to think of myself as tough. And so I kind of just ignored what was going on and just tried to like get through it, literally and metaphorically. Um, but like there was definitely something wrong. So after that, I just was never hungry. Um, and this is carrying forward into high school as well. Um, like I just felt sick all the time and that was kind of, I guess, like a dark shadow amidst, you know, normal life going on. So when I was a sophomore in high school, it got significantly worse and I actually ended up quitting track because I was so sick that I knew it wasn't healthy for me to be running. I was like already pretty small and I had like lost 20 pounds that I definitely did not have to lose. And this was not purposeful, but um, my stomach, there was something really, really wrong. So after that, I went into the hospital to get a lot of tests done. And the next few years ended up being back and forth between hospitals and doctors trying to figure out what was making me sick. Um, I actually got misdiagnosed with an eating disorder because I was a runner, obviously, and had trouble eating. And there was really like no structural abnormality in my GI system, which means like everything looks normal from a like, um, anatomical perspective and so they really didn't know what else to do so those couple years were crazy difficult because I had been doing what I thought God made me to do and I was trying to glorify him and that was taken away and I was away from my family I actually like sent me to like a eating disorder treatment center because like they didn't know couldn't figure anything else out and so that was like a very dark time where I kind of hit like didn't really have anything and that was when for a while I really questioned God and who God was and if like that was real why would he allow something like this to happen um 
And after a time, I came to a conclusion that if he was real, then God was the only thing that I could cling on to that would never be taken away and I was going to give it my everything. So I think that's kind of when like the shift in me changed. Um, and obviously like I still wanted to be running and wanted to be competing and be successful, but I think the God had always been part of the purpose, but I think he became the whole purpose. And so the next couple years still was pretty sick. And um, I finally did get direct, correctly diagnosed with a chronic stomach condition called gastrointestinal dysmotility, um, a motility disorder. It basically means that the muscular function in your GI system doesn't work right. So my system was partially paralyzed um, and is partially paralyzed, but maintained now, which is very, very good. Grateful for that. But um, I think it was a relief to find out that it wasn't my fault and what was going wrong, but also like there was a lot of questions and anger because like this could have been taken care of years ago um, without all of that pain. And I think to anyone that like has gone through difficult things or is going through difficult things, to remember that if you are a believer in God, that God does not cause hard things, but he does use them. Um, like sin is the absence of God, just like darkness is the absence of light. And so we have a broken world that has infiltrated with sin. Um, just like a sickness makes your body the way it's not supposed to be. Sin makes the world the way it's not supposed to be. So um, just really struggling with the things that were going on and why everything had happened the way it had. Um, I ended up going to Malone University for college, not to run, although they did have a very good, a very good running program, but because it was close to the Cleveland Clinic, which was where I was diagnosed. Um, and because I was newly diagnosed, they wanted to keep tabs to make sure like everything was okay. Um, I had to be on an all-liquid diet for a year, which was actually kind of nice because I didn't feel sick anymore. Um, but so I went to Malone, not for running, any of that, and I was running and I, one day, and I ran into the cross-country coach and he had like thought I was one of the athletes. So I was like, yes, this is my chance. So I ended up joining the team and kind of hoping and thinking now I can get everything that I never got recognition-wise in high school um, because this is my chance. And I really believed that. And so the next two years were very trying. I had, I think, five or six stress fractures running very low mileage, which we found out was a repercussion from not being able to absorb my nutrition properly which had it been diagnosed earlier, wouldn't be an issue. So going through a lot of frustration and anger and questioning again, um, that was very, very hard. I remember just being so angry with God, so angry that he had allowed my body to be so broken, so angry that I had lost so much. Um, so angry that I was trying to do what I felt like he had made me to do and what I loved and my body just 
wouldn't hold up. And this is where one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible comes into play. And it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more in my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And I think that a lot of times in life we see our physical weaknesses and physical strengths are highlighted a lot more than other areas. But I think that had I gotten everything I wanted, had I been healthy, everything gone perfectly, I don't, I know I wouldn't have been shaped the way that I am. And I don't think that I would be able to help other people as much or I think like have as much of an understanding of like the things that really really matter at the end of the day and I think for me being somebody who doesn't like help who likes doing things on their own and likes just the pure effort of things I think it has taught me to be patient and to realize that things are not because of me they are because of God in me, um, if I accomplish anything. And I think that's important for anybody who is a believer to realize because it's really easy to get on the line between pride and um, what we accomplish and what God accomplishes. And I think when we are able to fully let go of our kind of selfish, prideful ambitions, I think that's when God can do some of the greatest things. And I don't think he can't do th- things if you have if you have pride or you're still thinking you can do things on your own effort. But I think it also takes away a lot of anxiety because it's not all on you. So after two years of many injuries and stress fractures, I came to a crossroads that I could either quit the team and just like leave running or I had to figure something out. Um, I had prayed a lot and I just really felt that it was not in the cards for me to run in college, which was very hard to give up. Um, But once I did that, I started helping coach um, at Malone. Coach Jack Hazen, who's the head coach, was kind enough to let me help. um, And I learned so much. And I found that I loved investing in other people and helping them reach their goals. And like, talking about life through coaching so much more than you know putting all that energy into my own failed running and I could still run but I just found that there was so much joy in investing in others through that and I think that through a lot of the things that had happened um I had a different perspective than I had before before I would kind of get annoyed when people had like like trip-ups or weren't doing super well um and I kind of developed a much different perspective that it's not about the performance and of course excellence matters but it's about the person and at the end of the day in like 50 years nobody's gonna remember what times anyone ran unless possibly you're a world record holder but they will remember that the impact you had and you know 10 20 30 years down the line there's lessons that can be instilled in athletes and people that are going to last their entire lifetime and for me that's what it's about um and even beyond that to be able to share my faith 
um, with those that I coach and, you know, hopefully be an encouragement and give people hope. So started coaching at Malone and I realized that is what I loved and what I really felt like I could have an impact in. And I so I went to the University of Akron for grad school, got to help coach there, um, which I just learned so much and I'm so grateful for that opportunity. And also coached a little bit of junior high um, and high school. And every, every place I've been, I've learned so much. And the one thing that remains the same is the people in this sport. At every level, you can have an impact. It doesn't matter if you're coaching Little League or if you're coaching an Olympian. Um, you have an impact, both as a coach and if you're a teammate or an athlete, you can do the same thing. Um, you, yes, you can you compete, but you can also be an encourager and seek to make that lasting impact. And I think if you're a visionary, sometimes you can get so stuck on the goals that you forget about the day-to-day, but one of my biggest role models who's a basketball coach called John Wooden said his one of his mottos was make each day your masterpiece and I think when you focus on doing the best that you can both as an athlete coach professional whatever each day and you focus on the impact you can have each day I think you create a greater permanency to what you're doing and a greater um I think quality to what you're doing because you're focused on that day and the impact that you can make for that day because we're not promised tomorrow in a lot of places in our culture sports are dominant they they rule a lot and maybe that's it's that way for you and I think in a way it was that way for me too but when you look at everything with a big perspective I just challenge everybody listening to think about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and what is it gonna lead to in the end. I think a lot of times thinking thinking like that changes changes your perspective. So I, I kind of know, know it has for me. Um, kind of last crazy part to this. I also think it's a good reminder to remember that sometimes we don't see the big picture of things. Um, but God does and sometimes he is protecting us I think that if like I said I it had competed in college and everything had gone the way I wanted I don't think I would be the place I am today or I probably wouldn't be coaching and also I was having some heart issues just some weird things throughout college and um, I was in class for my master's degree and learning about different heart conditions and sitting in class I was like man like hearing about this condition I think I have that and so I went and got tested and it turns out that I have like a chronic heart condition called SVT tachycardia which won't and an arrhythmia but I won't like die from it or anything but like if I would have competed it would have been really hard on my heart to run that hard and I think in a way maybe God was protecting me in that way too. And so I think it's just important to remember that sometimes there's pieces of the puzzle that we don't see, Um, but maybe we will later in this life, maybe in the next, I don't know. So anyway, I guess that is a brief summary of my story and how I got into coaching and kind of like my purpose for 
why I do what I do. Every coach is different. Every coach's story is different. Every athlete's story is different. But I think by hearing each other's stories, we can learn. And I think that everybody's story has power. So if you want to tell your story um, as an athlete or a coach or you have a great experience or anything, um, you can feel free to email me. I will try to put a something in a link. And Or if you have any questions about my story or about getting into coaching or anything like that, I am always happy to talk about it. So thank you so much for listening and I hope that you got something out of this. See you next time.